Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Shoning. This is the Repod It podcast presented by Rerouted. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Chap Grub, and a very special guest, Jim Glover. Jim, how about you? Uh, how about you introduce yourself? You were you, we were talking before we got on here about some of the stuff that you're involved in Endeavor, New Mexico. You're doing a a big mountain bike race coming up pretty soon. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience uh, a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much, Brian and Chap. It's really great to be on the show because I get excited about outdoor recreation. It's my passion and that you guys are helping to, you know, pull the wagon is, is, is exciting to me because I think outdoor recreation is one of those things that can benefit every person and every community across America. So the more that we're trying to do on a local, state, and national level to get the word out about outdoor recreations and the opportunities and experiences that we all have, more better. So I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Again, my name is Jim Glover. I am the co-director and the founder of Endeavor New Mexico. And Endeavor is the state of New Mexico's Outdoor Recreation Business Alliance. We kicked off officially in August of 2020, a great time to start a nonprofit during a pandemic. It was a very strategic move on our part. Um, But we're approaching 200 members, of which Rerouted is one of those members, came on very early. So thank you, Chap, for doing that. And um, our vision is to be a balanced and unified voice for the outdoor recreation industry here in New Mexico. And our mission is to um, expand the outdoor recreation economy, to engage the outdoor recreation community, and to enhance the outdoor recreation experience. So we are just pleased to be on the show and, and talking outdoor recreation with you. Heck yeah. And so, uh, Jim, I actually, I feel like I signed up right around when you guys launched. And that was because... Originally, that was back when we, as rerouted, were based in New Mexico, and now obviously up in Durango. For for the time being, Jim's working on us getting back, getting back down south a little ways. And I I still have a lot of affection for the state of New Mexico for being really supportive and being really engaged. And I think Jim, that's how I heard of you. Is one of the state reps had passed along Endeavor, and it was a it was an easy win because you're really trying to include guides and outfitters and, and the whole space. So, so talk a little bit more about the inclusion effort that's going into that. Yeah. And also I, you know, you're, you're in Durango, so you're just a stone's throw away from the state line anyway. And there's a yeah. big effort with San Juan County um, up in the four corners area in New Mexico and also in Colorado to really um, expand that area. And it's funny, people think of Durango, Colorado as being an outdoor Mecca and Farmington 50 miles away. They don't, but there's efforts now to get the, get people to understand that they share the same outdoor recreation amenities, but Endeavor is, is really trying to, um, help our outdoor recreation businesses. That's why we're excited to meet you initially chap. We're just, we, what we found is that there are about 10 different major categories that people hang their hat on in outdoor recreation. You know, everything from RVing and OHVing and skiing and water sports and trail sports and so forth. And they're all doing a pretty good job in their own silos, but they weren't ever talking together. And so what we thought would be really imperative was that if we could finally become that umbrella for all the outdoor recreation businesses and organizations, because there's also the outdoor recreation, um, outdoor organizations that are trying to do stewardship and conservation and inclusion and equity and all sorts of things related to outdoor recreation. So once again, we pulled everybody together and our board is comprised of people with expertise in all of those fields and, and areas of, of um, 
work. So we really are priding ourselves on saying, hey, when something comes up that's going to impact the state of New Mexico related outdoor recreation, whatever that might be, let's all get to the table and talk about it. Because I think people have done it separately in the past. And now we're trying to say we can be one unified voice when it comes to outdoor recreation. And I think there is a need today to really make uh, or help our legislators understand how important outdoor recreation is and how big it is. And they're finally going, yeah, it is pretty big. <laughs> On a national level, outdoor recreation is huge. So you're talking about kind of all of these different um, sports and interests kind of working in their own silos and trying to bring them together. Have you found people to be receptive to that kind of being being brought into to the umbrella, as you said? I think absolutely. I mean, that's why in with less than a year, we've got 200 members when there was no membership at all. I think that's maybe the most intriguing part of what we're all about because they don't want to necessarily do it, on, do it on their own. And we're all about supporting anyone's efforts who is positively contributing to the outdoor recreation economy. Hunting is doing that, but they have issues. You know, OHVing is doing that, but they have issues. People are sometimes pro, sometimes con, negative against it. So we're really trying to educate people, like on the case of OHVing, responsible riding. And if you give OHVers trails, they're going to ride on their trails rather than making their own if you aren't giving them a trail, you know. So we're really trying to work at bringing the attention to all of the sports, trail building for mountain biking, you know, that you, we sort of talked about that off air, but I am going to be riding a 30 mile race, the Road Apple Rally. And it's kind of interesting if you are into mountain bike races, you may not know, but the Road Apple Rally in Farmington, New Mexico is the oldest continuously operated mountain bike race in America. This is year 41. And the reason it's called the Road Apple Rally is they originally were racing mountain bikes, if you can even call them them 41 years ago, against horses. And the road apples were the droppings from the horses <laughs> onto the road. And so that's the, uh, the, the sort of the legacy of this race. And uh, the horses are now gone, but the race is still there. And so I'll be doing the 30 mile circuit, trying to just finish it. You know, we'll see how well I do. That's, that's amazing. What amazing history. So I just, do you know anything about the, the humans that started the race? Cause that's, that's a wild, that's a wild claim to fame to be kind of one of the first people to have an organized mountain bike race. You know, I don't, but I think it was actually the horses that started the organizing the race. I think they were the ones that <laughs> saw these mountain bikers on the trail. You know, really, I don't know about the legacy, but I yeah. would be happy. To, it's been run by the city of Farmington all these years. And I bet you they have somebody running around that was there for the early race. So if we want to find out the true history, but it is kind of cool to think that of all the places in the United States that we now think of as mountain biking um, to have that in Farmington and the BLM land up there, the glade it's called, it's, it's miles, gazillion miles of trails and Farmington is stepping up in a big way and working with IMBA trail solutions and others to continually build more trails and connect trails yeah. to their lake, connect trails to equestrian, to OHV and to mountain biking and all sorts of things. So they're, they're making it a priority through their goal to enhance outdoor recreation in their community. Jim, I, oh, go ahead. That, that would be awesome if you were able to find out some, uh, some of the history behind that. We always, uh, we always release a blog 
with with these podcasts and that would be a a perfect little nugget to uh to go to go in the blog as well chap go ahead yeah yeah i will do that and the race is october 2nd so you still have time if you get the blog out early i'll hook you up at the city of farmington you can have a conversation with them and maybe that'll a few more people will sign up for this really fun race oh wow i was just gonna ask is it too late for for me to oh nope I, I think mean, you can I, sign up race day if you're if I, you're so inclined. I, I'm just uh I just got a old mountain bike of my father-in-law's because that was one of the few expensive habits that I hadn't picked up. Been I've been saving <laughs> it and I got I got a a charitable donation by a father-in-law so that I can now pick up mountain biking. So maybe I'm gonna have to challenge myself to get in that race. But I actually, Jim, I wanted to circle back because you know, we really, we're, we're all very involved in the outdoor industry in general. I'm just very curious to see what's going on. Resale is this kind of core component that can be applied across the board. What I wanted to ask you though, is I've been following all of the things that are happening in New Mexico, and it feels like the New Mexico legislature, legislature, the government of New Mexico has really stepped up and is becoming a, a true pioneer in the outdoor industry on a, on a state-by-state basis. And I know that you're really a driving force behind that. And I was just wondering if you could speak to really bringing, bringing the state on the side of, of bringing the outdoor industry together. Cause I know there's states that are making efforts but it feels like New Mexico is really focused and concerted and a leader in the, in the space. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, there's only about right now, 15 to 20 state outdoor recreation offices. And that's because their respective governments made it a priority to emphasize outdoor recreation. And and when I talk about outdoor recreation at this bigger sort of level, I'm talking about the two sides because people always gravitate to the experiential side, you know, going out and have a good time on the trails or the ski slopes. But what they forget about is the business job creation, startup uh, recruitment side of the businesses, you know, Patagonia's of the world and, and Santa Cruz mountain bikes and rerouted, you know, there's lots of them out there that are trying to hang their hat and their livelihood on outdoor recreation. So states are coming along. First was Utah and then some of the big boys. Um, New Mexico has been at it just for a couple of years and legislation was passed in 2019 to start the New Mexico Outdoor Recreation office. Um, it's actually the division under economic development. Um, Axi Novice, who was one of the major players at Outside Online and Outside Magazine is based in Santa Fe, as is our capital, was hired to be the first state director. And so she's been doing an exemplary job the last couple of years of really trying to bolster outdoor recreation in New Mexico. I, I feel very honored and privileged to be part of her advisory board. So we meet regularly to talk about what the state of New Mexico is doing. And you talked about maybe leading the way and unfortunate, some, some things in New Mexico were at the bottom of the list that you don't wanna be the bottom of. But when it comes to outdoor recreation, we're at the top of the list, primarily with what's called our outdoor equity fund. And that was funded a couple of years ago by our legislature um, to provide grants to organizations that are getting underserved kids outdoors. And a couple of years ago, it was about $200,000 this legislative session, even with COVID, they upped it to about a million. 
And so that's a million dollars that's going to be given out in grants to New Mexico organizations who are able to get underserved kids outdoors. And Axie is estimating that that money might get close to 30,000 kids outdoors. And I always cite this statistic because it's startling. And I learned it at the outdoor uh, retailer show a couple years ago. On average, a kid today is spending between seven and nine hours a day on a digital device and on average spending seven to nine minutes a day outdoors. And that is a scary statistic, especially when you start thinking about augmented reality, virtual reality. So a kid who's been raised on a computer and now can do a kayaking trip from their couch using virtual reality in a computer, what's gonna be the inclination for them to actually go out to a river unless somebody at very early on is taking them outdoors and showing them no experience virtual on a couch is ever gonna be equal to um, being on that river in some place in America. So it is one of the biggest issues facing America today is getting kids outdoors and New Mexico was a leader. And now the rest of the states are beginning to, to follow suit and trying to figure out how they can get their legislators to pay, put in money to get underserved kids outdoors. And then also there are grants that are being done now by through Axie's office, Outdoor Recreation Division that are supporting infrastructure development. And they the local government here, bolstered and pushed that up as too boosted that. So now there's a lot more money being available to our state organizations to really push um, outdoor recreation in a big way. So it's kind of fun. And there's something called the, conflu the confluence. And that's where various states who are outdoor recreation um, divisions have signed on to say that we agree to these things to make out outdoor recreation better. And it so happens now that AXI is sort of the liaison for all the states related to the confluence. So that's another sort of feather in our cap. And then we've got Senator Heinrich at the national level doing amazing things. And in fact, some of my cohorts, some of my other executive directors of state organizations just wish they had a Senator Heinrich. They can't even get their senators in the room with them to talk about outdoor recreation because it goes contrary to such things as mining and, and oil and gas and other sorts of things in their mind. Um, and then we also have Deb Holland who's now head of the Department of Interior. So there's two prominent New Mexicans, as well as Senator Ben Ray Lujan, who was very instrumental in getting the Great American Outdoors Act passed with others. And now he's over in the Senate. So we're very strong at the national level, the state level, and now with an organization like Endeavor, we're really starting to reach out to the community level and the small businesses in every corner of our state. It, it was definitely something really special about being in New Mexico was, you know, I was there, Jim, from 2017 till earlier this year. So I really got to see all of this happening. And I remember when the state reps, they came out and looked at our warehouse and it was this really cool experience. And it, you know, I always, I loved New Mexico. My wife is born and raised New Mexican. It's it's a great spot. And, and Durango, like you said, is a stone's throw across the border. So this Four Corners area holds a special place in my heart. And I think that you guys are doing a lot of special things for the outdoor industry. Brian, it looked like I cut you off a little bit. You got something to add. Yeah, well, the the, the momentum that it sounds like uh, you guys have in, in this industry and focus on outdoor recreation has at at every level is is super exciting. Uh, you mentioned that you guys started in August August of 2020, kind of right in the middle of the pandemic. What what sort of challenges did that did that present you in terms of bringing people on board? I mean, 
obviously there were, you know, <laughs> immeasurable number of challenges uh, over over the last year. But in terms of kind of getting people involved in this type of thing, how did how did that impact you guys? So, Brian, you said this is a 10 hour show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the first thing you got to do after you figure out what your organization is all about and maybe you dial in your bylaws is you got to create a board. And I had to find board members across the state without meeting one of them. It had, you know, so I reached out and it was a sort of blind faith that these board members raised their hands and believed in the vision and the mission of what Endeavor was trying to do and came on board. And, and we really have the who's who of, of people. We have like the state's biggest OHV advocate. We have the head of Ski New Mexico. So, you know, all the winter sports, we probably have the best um, fly fishermen in the state, you know. Um, so we really prided ourselves on going out and getting people who were um, maybe not necessarily thinking they should be on a board of outdoor recreation. Uh, we also have a gentleman, Dustin Berg, with Go Unlimited. That's one of the nonprofits I, I suggest you talk to in the future. He is permanently in a wheelchair. And for the last 15 years, he's been he's created a nonprofit that has done um, an exemplary job of getting disabled into outdoor recreation activities. And I've, I've got a great video of him and his two buddies tricked out with their these $10,000 mountain bikes that are um, uh, made for disabled. And they're riding the trails of, of Sandia, screaming up and down on these things, you know, and so trying to make it so everybody can be a part of the outdoors. So that was the first challenge, Brian, is, you know, pulling the board together. And then you reach out to members who don't have a clue <laughs> of who you are. And uh, again, showing some faith like CHAP did when they finally understood what the vision and mission was and signing up and, and become a part of it. And then we had um, every meeting was virtual. So no, we haven't yet had a face-to-face -face meeting. So with the Outdoor Economics Conference that's coming up in Farmington, late September, early October, we're inviting our members there and we're putting on some special events so we can finally all meet and be in one room um, as Endeavor members. So um, it's been a challenge. Um, and, uh, you know, we we're sort of over the hump as far as getting it going. Now it's all about sustainability as any nonprofit is, you know, how do you continue to keep the doors open um, in the world? And that's the issue every nonprofit has. And we're certainly facing that now that we're like one year old and, and walking. We're, we're definitely excited. We're going to go, we're going to be at that outdoor economics conference. And I, I think we're gonna try to have a booth there. So we'll we'll kind of keep our audience updated with that. Jim, that sounds like quite the powerhouse board. It sounds like the only person you're missing is the CEO of New Mexico's most prominent online used gear retailer uh, on your board of board of directors over there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I'm 100% teasing. I was. There was no doubt in my mind when I saw your guys' mission flash across my screen that we wanted to be a part of it because that's what those that's what this whole thing is about and it's cool to be a part of the outdoor industry and see it all coming together and see us leading the charge to make these positive impacts on consumption and how people do business and how people experience the wilderness. So a lot of fun brian we have a couple of standard questions that we want to get to so we don't end up making it a 10-hour show however that much yeah. fun that might be yeah as much as we would like to to hang on to you for 10 hours jim i don't i don't think that would be i don't think that would be the right the right decision for uh for any of us in terms of of what we're what we're trying to get done here you, yeah, what's you for mentioned dinner 
<laughs> yeah, you you mentioned that uh, you haven't you haven't met any a lot of those a lot of those folks. Our our team is is in a similar boat. We're a lot of us are meeting for the first time. Uh, coming up, I guess it would be next week. We're we're recording this uh, this podcast at the beginning of beginning of August. So next week at Outdoor Retailer is when a lot of us are meeting for the first time. Um, Chap and I have known each other for for years, but there's definitely members of the team that are that are going to be meeting for the first time, which is which is exciting. Um, our kind of main question that we that we like to ask people is is what's a what's a favorite piece of gear that you have? Something that's been you know well loved over over your term of ownership? A jacket, a a, a backpack, maybe maybe it's a mountain bike. Um, but we we always like to like to get input from our guests on on what their favorite piece of gear they have. All right, I I will do a little backstory, then I'll tell you what that gear is. Um, I'm going to be 65 here in a couple of months, you know, and so I've always set like at year 60 as a challenge. What am I going to do? And at year 65, and so that's one of the reasons, chap, I'm doing the mountain bike race at 65. I want to do that. But when I was turning 60, I decided that I was going to run a thousand miles. I've been a trail runner and marathoner my whole life. And so for my 60th year, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run a thousand miles. And I did, I ended up with like 1,023 miles, but during that year, my knees and my tendons were shot and I was icing my knees and my tendons. It seemed like after every run and my daughter's boyfriend, Patrick Rodriguez was working at Melo Vela, one of the top mountain bike shops here in Santa Fe. And he said, Hey, Jim, if you want to save your legs, why don't you think about mountain biking? And I owned a mountain bike back in 1983, a stump jumper, you know, specialized stump jumper way back when. And so I thought, okay, I'll try. Maybe that'll be just a nice way to recover. And so he convinced me to buy a Santa Cruz chameleon um, hardtail. And I got that uh, about three years ago. And I probably have six to 7,000 miles on it already. And it is my daily workout. My workouts have gone from maybe 200 workouts a year. This last year, I did like 320 workouts in the year, <laughs> rode over 3,000 miles on the trail. So in answer to your question, Brian, if you took away my Santa Fe or my Santa Cruz chameleon, I would come after you with every bit of force that I have. Um, it is my baby. Um, I've only crashed significantly once on it. And I was taken in that fun ambulance ride to the hospital um, with the concussion and shoulder Ooh. injury and whatnot. And the good thing is I don't remember the day. I <laughs> don't remember the ambulance ride, the CT scan, the x-rays, any of that kind of stuff. So that's a good thing, but it's just my passion. And I would recommend to anybody if they're looking to save their body a little bit um, or do something new, because when I was trail running, I never smiled, but mountain biking to me is all about the F word, fun. And every time I ride the bike, I am grinning from ear to ear, you know, even got my ride in this morning before your guys' interview. So um, I do encourage, and right now finding a bike is tough. So probably finding a used bike is probably the best thing that you can do. So I'm not sure if that's something that rerouted is going to be involved in, but um, used mountain bikes right now are, you know, at a premium. So oh, whatever yeah. you guys can do to get into that uh, space. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh Brian, I think I maybe mentioned this, but just so the audience knows, we have a certifiable badass on the podcast right now and stay tuned to watch him destroy me when I race that 30 miles during the outdoor economics conference, because he is going to put me to shame and it is going to be worth it. Uh, this has been amazing. That was a fantastic answer. Um, 
What, uh, so you were okay after the wreck, you recovered and you were back on the bike soon. Took me a while. I had to walk before I could like ride. Uh, and, yeah. but yes, I'm, I'm almost 99% back to normal. So, Good. um, you know, you, you can't ride without thinking that maybe you're going to crash a little bit and it happens. And by the way, chap, there is an out, there's a 15 miler the same day. <laughs> That's generous. That, that <laughs> might be more, that might be more suited to my, so, so I'll share a quick anecdote that I don't think I've shared on the podcast. Cause I think you'll appreciate it, Jim. And then we'll kind of bounce out of here. Uh, I, like I said, not much of a mountain biker. That's never been, I'm a climber first and mountain biker kind of in the bottom of my passions. And so my, my father-in-law, the one that gave me the bike, he big mountain biker. He like you rides every day. He's in, in your peer group as well. That's his daily exercise. He loves it. Goes chap. I've got my old mountain bike. You want to come on a ride with me? I'm like, you know what, Doug, I'll get, I'll come on. A, I'll come on a ride with you. He takes me up. I don't know if you've ever heard of this trail. I'm pretty sure it's called the South Rim Trail outside of Taos. It's that. Taos to Ang- yeah, Taos um, to Angel Fire. South Boundary, it's called. That's the one. He goes, and he goes, Sam, will you drive us? We need a shuttle. And she's like, sure. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Doug knows that I'm, I'm pretty much off the couch because I work 100-hour work weeks for rerouted. I'm on my computer all the time. And I'm like, he's going to take care of me. He's, he's going to take care of me. Yeah, and he doesn't like you apparently. <laughs> and we, we drop his truck off at the bottom. We all get into Sam's car. We start driving up and, and I'm watching so much elevation and it just keeps going. It's like an hour. We're in this car climbing this mountain. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Oh my God, this is a 15 mile downhill that this guy is taking me on. Like we're going on, we're going on an adventure and I have never gotten my ass whooped so distinctly as I did going down that trail with Doug that day. It was, I cannot believe that I made it in one piece. And I cannot believe that at the end of the day that I still had gas to pedal to the car because I wanted to, oh, it was, so you've ridden that trail, I assume. I, I have not. It's on my list, but you maybe have just discouraged me. <laughs> no, you're gonna you're gonna love it. I was off the couch and I made it, so you'll have so much fun. Yeah, was, it was on humbling, bike I'm instead sure. of the couch. Yeah, <laughs> it was humbling. I'm sure, Chad. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Well, Doug is the same guy that that whoops me going up the scale in the backcountry on uh, in on the in the weekends. He's that you guys, you you old guys, still have the have the keys, Jim, to being the biggest baddest dudes around because we we young guys can't keep up well thank you for that all right we'll we'll wrap it up here jim if if people want to find out more about endeavor where can they where can they go to get more information thank you so much for asking i would say there's two two routes they go one just go to the website endeavornm.org the nm for new mexico endeavornm.org or send me an email i'm very responsive to director at EndeavorNM.org. And I will be happy to chat with anybody if they want to learn more about Endeavor or just talk outdoor recreation. If Jim, you reach, if you reach you out social, to Jim. Jim, are you on social media? Sorry, Brian. Yeah. Um, at EndeavorNM, both our um, Facebook and Instagram sites are um, at EndeavorNM. If you end up reaching out to uh, reaching out to Jim after hearing about 
endeavor on the podcast make sure to make sure to let him know that you that you heard about it from us that'll be that'll be good feedback for for everyone but that's awesome jim thank you so much for for taking the time to to chat with us today chap you want to pump our our social media really quick before we get out of here yeah uh instagram is at rerouted.co facebook is at rerouted.co Twitter is at get rerouted. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, my Twitter is at chap underscore chat. So thanks all. Awesome. That has been, that has been repot it, the rerouted podcast. Thanks to Jim Glover and chap for hanging out with us today. We'll see you guys next time. All right, dudes. Good luck with rerouted too. Thank you.